Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm. Or wherever it is that you get podcasts from, we appreciate all you guys out there. Our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. A trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Barrentown. It would be a little bit, a little weird. Yeah. Brewing Town works. Brewing Town does work. You know, do a lot of brewing there, and then that that way, you know, it's close enough to uh, to Hasburg. If you just wanted to pop over there, but on your way to watch Tennessee USM this weekend, you're good to go. Well, you probably won't have an opportunity to watch Tennessee and USM, but you could at least be in the city, I guess. I'm just saying, you know, if you, you got if you got tickets or not, you know, you could watch the game. There's plenty of good places in Hattiesburg, I guess, you can watch the game, just not at the stadium. They'll all have it. They'll all have it on. So uh wherever you are in our great state, whether you're whether you're still enjoying baseball season or whether you've moved on to football like some of us have, you can always enjoy a cup of strange brew coffee. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and place an order for shipping. Whatever kind of coffee machines on the front counter in your house, they got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Father's Day is just a few days away, guys. If you haven't bought Dad a new gift yet, it's time to get moving, and it's time to go to College Corner. They've got everything maroon and white that Dad could ask for. They're in Jackson. They're in the Jackson area in Ridgeland by by Fleet Feet and Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starville's best restaurant. Best for lunch, best for dinner, best for Sunday brunch. That makes it triple best. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but it's it's the best in town. When you want a great southern lunch, when you want that meat in two, two uh, blue plate, the best place to go in the city is Restaurant Tyler. Great selections to choose from. And if you don't want a blue plate, man, they've got burgers, sandwiches. And then at night for dinner time, some of the best They've, they've, I call it spun-up country cooking, shall we? It's It's got a southern feel to it, but it's a little more fancier than maybe maybe you and I could do at home, plus great steaks, some of the best in town. If you're looking for a great meal, make it at Starkville's best restaurant, Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. And when you do, and you have them uh, part of your, uh, make them part of your 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 financial plan, they're going to be a big help to you. When you need to make a loan decision, you want to talk to people at your local bank. You don't want decisions being made by corporate banks way up the chain, people you don't know. Priority One Bank keeps it local. So the people you deal with every day, those are the people you're going to have to go to and talk to about a loan. And chances are that relationship is going to matter in that transaction. If you're already a Priority One Bank customer, you know how great the Priority One Bank app is. It's smooth, it's streamlined, it's easy to use, and you can do a lot, lot more than just move your money around. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. It is Rumblings Day. Here on the podcast, we have got a great group of questions today. I can't wait to dive in. And let's just go ahead and do that, Robbie. We'll start off with Tanner Bolware. I'm getting married Saturday. And I want to know the best advice you received, the worst advice you received, and one thing you've learned along the way. So for me, Robbie, I was kind of the first in my tight group of friends to get married. So none of them had any advice for me because, you know, they had, they weren't married. And my own father had been divorced five times. So what's he going to say? <laughs> that I'm going to be like, yeah, Dad, that sounds like a great idea. Uh 
So I don't really have a good piece of advice that I got, nor a bad piece for that matter. What about you? Um, trying to think of some good advice. Big Daddy, did have you anything for you to say? I mean, most of his was just kind of like lead by example. I mean, he does have words of wisdom or whatever, but it wasn't just a ton of like, you know, listen to me, son. This is what, I mean, you listen to me, everything will be all right. Like, it wasn't kind of like that. It was kind of like I just kind of watched him. So, like, advice from him is just, you know, seeing how he carried himself throughout life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. one th- I'll say one thing that I've learned along the way mm-hmm. is to – I've always been – it's been very difficult for me to tell people no. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of ways that's helped me, at least in my profession, in that – I've met a lot of people. I've worked in a lot of different publications. I've done a lot of work for a lot of different places. And I've never been, you know, too big, I guess, for anybody. Like if, if somebody wants me to write a, a, an article for a local paper, I'm not somebody that's going to tell them, you know, no, I won't do something like that. So doing that's kind of helped me kind of forge some relationships and get get to know a lot of different people. And that's been pretty good for me in my career. Um, worst advice that I've received. I don't know. It's it's tough to like really remember stuff like that for me. Yeah, I mean for me, it's been which I guess we haven't gotten years. a whole lot of great advice if we're if we can't That's remember true. any of it. Like the thing I've learned along the way is like ninety five percent of the time, it's not worth it to argue. It's just not. You know, ninety five. It almost never ends. For, like the right way. There's going to be five percent of the time. There's going to be times where you just like, all right, I have to stand my ground here. But ninety five percent of the time, you just be like, I don't. It's not even. You don't even have to say you're right. You just. It's just I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to do is fine. I don't care. Just walk away. Diffuse it. That's how. That's how. That that would be what I would tell you. Uh, he also wants to know our national championship pick after regional play. Wake Forest. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with him at this point. They were dominant in their regional. They had a great season. I think they're finally going to be. They're going to break the jinx of the one seed here. I, I can't do it. Mm. I've, I've seen it too. I've seen too many great teams that looked like shoe ins for win national titles lose. Mm-hmm. It's going to be somebody. It's it's going to be like Tennessee or something, man. I, I just oh, don't I, I feel it. I don't feel it that. in my gut. Don't say that. It's going to be some. It's going to be someone that none of us want. Don't you say that. Don't ever say that. <laughs> no. I feel it. Okay. Uh, Jason asks us, do you think State will at least be competitive against Alabama this year in football? That's kind of the key, right? You know, that's... that's. I, I don't feel like we can go from State has scored 23 points in five years on Alabama to they beat them. I feel like it's got to be a game where it's at least competitive before you get to you knock them off, so... I'm hopeful that that will be the case. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to predict it mm-hmm. because we don't see it very often. But you got to think, playing at home, this isn't the scariest Alabama team that we've seen. I mean, you got to think State's going to at least be competitive, right? I mean, I mean, they got they have to. They got they have the talent, they have the experience. They have to at least be somewhat competitive, and it's here too. So, yeah. Um, what percentage chance do you give the men's basketball of winning the SEC? Go ahead. Winning it? Mm-hmm. I don't know, like ten percent. I was going to say less than ten percent. I mean, I, just... I mean, there's just so many talented teams. I mean, State's got a good team, but the talent level with Alabama and mm-hmm. Um, Arkansas Sears back was a big, big get for them. Getting yes, Marcus back for another year. So I mean, I haven't looked at Tennessee. I, I imagine they'll be talented. They'll be good. Kentucky's all freshmen, but you know they're all good freshmen. Um, uh, I'm trying to think my way around the conference. Texas A&M is going to be good again next year. I think Arkansas is going to be good again next year. I mean, it's it's, it's it, I, I would say it's less than ten percent, but at the same time, there, I don't think there's an overwhelming favorite. Either this isn't like a couple years ago, you know, when when or maybe a decade ago, I guess when 
Anthony Davis and Michael Kidd Gilchrist and the and the Harrison twins were at Kentucky, and you're like, okay, that's that's the best team. There's a bunch of good teams, but I, I don't I don't know that state until I see state, you know, hitting three pointers. It's difficult to make that prediction. Last one. What was your favorite match from Double or Nothing? For me, it was the anarchy in the arena. Just an absolute cluster of a match in the best possible way. Um, it was really good. Uh, you know, the first like two hours was just awful. I mean, I I was, was not a good totally start. yeah. Like I was just crapping on it left and right. I mean, you, you I mean, you were have you're a big AEW homer, and you were having trouble taking up for it. Oh yeah, and you know I'm already kind of a skeptic at times. Mm-hmm. But the, what they did there in the last like three matches mm-hmm. was where it needed to be. Yeah, um, it's it turned when Chris Statlander came out. Yes, and then that, the- that was whenever you're like, okay, finally. Mm-hmm. What was right after that one? The six-man tag where the acclaim were the surprise team. That was okay. Mm-hmm. I would I say that the the pillars match was probably my favorite. Really good. That really was good. a really good match, and I was kind of skeptical about that one too. But they okay. they did. It was a spot fest, which is what they need to do. It needed to be entertaining. They were doing some crazy things. That that's exactly what they needed to do, and they they handled it. Yeah. Shelby Beach has one of the more original questions we've ever gotten. If you could have an infinite amount of any liquid or sauce in the in the fingers of one hand that you could dispense on command like a tap, which su- five substances would you choose? I feel like we've had this one. I, I don't think we've had this one. I've had we've had people like ask us our favorite dipping sauces. But no, I, we have had this one. Like wh- what fingers would in be in the hand? Okay. Yes. So the thought, ranch dressing would be on there for me and barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce, buffalo sauce. It says any liquids, Robbie. Why not Pappy Van Winkle? <laughs> that middle. would be outstanding. That's the middle. I can just fill Yeah. I can just fill bottles of Pappy whenever yep. I want to and sell them for like twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, where's this coming from? You know, I, the, the guy's got a source. Uh <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have a Coke Zero uh, f- uh, finger. And uh, I don't know. What like the last one? Like some hot, just just a hot sauce, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I'm definitely going to have. Yeah, I, th- I think I might have you, a bourbon and a beer uh, finger. You found the, like, you found the loophole here yeah. in this question. I don't, I don't know if that's what he was meaning. Like, is it going to actually be a liquid, like a Coke or something? I mean that's that's probably what I would do. I'd only have like two for sauces, like ranch dressing, like a good like a good you know restaurants restaurant like quality, salad homemade, yeah. yeah yeah homemade ranch like not not Hidden Valley like a good you know an old like Richie's yeah I got you. I got salad you. bar yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- that would be mine and then maybe it's like a good like homemade barbecue sauce. Yeah. And then the rest would be like the, the liquids that you mentioned so I can make some money. Hold on one second. I got I got I got a text I gotta answer here. Hold on. Boo. Just gonna answer this text. Hold on. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. Next question comes to us from oh, still we're still on Shelby here. What if in the fighting one large thing versus one hundred small things scenario, the small things have freaking laser beams attached to their freaking heads? <laughs> now would you not be forced to go one on? I'm sorry, he wants the rock's voice one on one with the great one. So okay. So let's do the, the classic duck-sized horse, duck-sized horses, horse-sized duck. But in this case, the hundred small horse duck-sized horses have freaking laser beams attached to their heads. I think I got to go with the duck, the, the horse-sized duck now. So the horse-sized duck does not have a laser beam. Just the one hundred. Duck-sized right. horses. The, the the horse-sized duck is just a big duck. But oh yeah, got like a little bunch of. I got a hundred little ducks with laser beams attached to their heads. 
you got to go with the big guy and take your chances. Yeah, I mean, is this like hand-to-hand combat, or yeah. do I have weapons? Do I, I, you have a you have a sword. Okay, well, you can just chop the duck's head off. You hope. You hope before he gets that giant bill on you. Yeah, that, right. that would be interesting. That, I would definitely do that over the laser beams. Yeah, the laser beams are going to take you out. There's, there's no getting around that. All right. Uh, where are we here? Travis McCain says, or asks, why hasn't baseball adopted a rule where the pitcher has to wear more protective headwear? Seems like a no-brainer, no pun intended. They do that in softball. Some of them, some of the pitchers wear a, a mask. It's not a terrible yeah. idea. Yeah, no. I, I mean, it's going to take something like severe happening for something like that to go into effect. But yeah, the softball has already put that into play just because I think it was just so often that you would have like a line drive up the middle, hit somebody in the face or something like that. I mean, it's just fastball works. I mean, softball works so much faster because it's a Mm -hmm. smaller space, the infield. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah, eventually that probably will happen. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's kind of interesting that it hasn't yet. Trey Taylor asks, will you watch the upcoming Florida football documentary? And how do you think it will paint Florida and Meyer? I can't wait to watch this documentary, and I think it's going to paint them terribly. Yeah, it's going to be bad. I wonder how, how it, much flack Mullen's going to get. Uh, the, you know, the, the offensive coordinators sometimes are kind of like, and the coordinators as a whole, they're kind of like hidden. I mean, I get that, but at the same time, I wonder if they interviewed him for it too. But uh, I'm sure. I mean – you had to know what kind of people you were dealing with with Aaron Hernandez. I mean, you just had to. It's just, you can't, you cannot convince me that there wasn't some signs that Aaron Hernandez was was crazy, that there was some issues there. I mean, there's it's impossible for somebody to be like that and it be completely hidden. They they knew something was up with him. Which I've listened to a podcast and he, um, you know, he did have he did have some issues at Florida too. But it's one of those deals where, you know, you kind of sweep some of that stuff under the rug because the guy's really talented and, you know, you, you can't lose him. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. It's it's so funny. Like, well, I guess not funny, but the different personalities on that team. You had Tim Tebow, who's like super, like, religious, like, Christian guy. And then you have, you know, Aaron Hernandez, some of the other characters on that team. It's just really wild. Yeah. Yeah. All the the characters. And there's, I mean, there's stories galore on that team that we're going to find out about. Yeah. Uh, Worst thing a relative has cooked for you. I'm going to get us in trouble here. Uh oh. You got one? It Mm. stands out. I I have one. I don't really have one that stands out. Like, so. like some stuff, like I just won't eat, like I'll tell people like, I'm just not, yeah, you're not hungry or like if I, if it looks bad or if I don't like it, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to eat it. So, and most of the things my relatives cook are pretty good. I'm pretty sure this particular relative doesn't listen to this podcast. So I got to try to try to keep it. But long story short, there was a ham. And since we, since that day, my wife and I have referred to that as dishwasher ham. It tasted like it was cooked in a dishwasher. Like it had oh. no taste. It didn't have. It was just messed up. There was also some fried chicken once from the same relative. That I mean, he must have cooked it for like fifteen hours. I mean, it was just. <laughs> I've never never seen fried chicken like that. And it was like dry. For, I was begging for salt and pepper, man. Just like I got to do something here. My my grandmother tries to get me to eat tomato soup every single time I come to her house. Mm-hmm. And she puts like milk in it. It looks disgusting, but she eats it every day. And I just decline every time. I just I can't do it. I, I'm sh- I'm sure it's okay. My daughter loves it. My daughter wants it every time she goes over there. But I I just can't. It looks it looks gross. More like a bisque at that point. Huh? It really is. It's like bisque. Yeah. Uh, Blake Thompson. Ask us, I mean, Blake, I feel like we've been asked this question a million times. So, like, if you if we had a Mississippi Media Battle Royal, who would win? 
And if you put the hell about coaches, yeah. Well, the first that's the first question is the same question, but it's about the coaches. I mean, Arnett's going to win. The last three he's, standing are going to be Arnett. He's tossing every carcass over that top huh. rope. Arnett. The last three standing are going to be Arnett, Schmidt, and Friend. Yeah, I mean, there's just no question <laughs> in my mind. It's going to be those those three. Sam Purcell is going to be like Bob Backlund in the '93 or. 92 well, Rumble, it, whatever it just it was. says MSU like, football, so that, that's yeah. – Oh, okay. I, I see. I see. Purcell's I was going to say, like Sam, Sam Purcell's going to be hanging he's on under like the Bob ring, Backlund. And then he gets in at the end, you think he's going to win. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just going to be like Bob Backlund when, I, when Backlund was hanging on yeah. at the bottom yeah, of yeah, the yeah. Bumpus would be an interesting – Bumpus is like Kofi. He's young. Right. He's agile. He'd be a high flyer. I, I don't know. Turner and, and Hughes, veterans – uh, Dewhurst is the guy I don't know. He's the wild card. I don't know anything about him to to make this judgment. He's like Maven. He's he's gonna he's gonna he, he's gonna throw Turner out right off yeah. the bat. There you go. And then Turner's gonna grab him and just throw him into the popcorn machine in the concession Bar- stand. Barbe already looks like him. I want Barbe coming out the Stone Cold's music with the vest <laughs> and just throwing people. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of potential here. I'm not doing the media one though because I mean we've answered that question a million times. Parker Thomas, how long will y'all be at Little Dewey on Thursday? I think we're going to try to be there to about one is is the plan. I think that's what we were told. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, we got to do a podcast, uh, so I mean, it's yep. at least that. So, yeah, we'll we'll do a little we'll do a little work before the podcast, and mm-hmm. then um, try to hang out. If there's anybody there who wants to go up talk to us or whatever, we'll do that. Be happy to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, our next question has come to us. Our next question comes to us from Brogan Fairchild. Rank these fictional law enforcement officers: Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane, Officer K- Harry Callahan, Sheriff Buford T. Justice yes. of Texas, Chief Jim Hopper, Officer John McLean. <laughs> First off, this is an all-star group. All right, I could rank any one of them number one and feel good about it. Where's Buford Pusser? Well, he's not fictional. That's a real guy. He exists. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I sorry, I completely misread yeah. that. So I think number one. What are we what are we ranking them as? Our favorites? Well, here's I, the best at their job. How they enforce the law in their given situation. Hopper has to be one because he's enforcing the law against the supernatural. Yeah, he he basically saved the world. Yes. From being sucked into the upside down. Right. So he's one. All right. Then John McClain. McClain has prevented. Let's let's go over the things that, that John McClain has prevented. A terrorist takeover of a, a office building where they were going to steal nearly a billion dollars. A basically he prevented a coup d'etat. And took out a, a, a rogue b- group of special forces soldiers. And then a man who was planning to bomb the New York subway system and steal another billion dollars. He did that. I didn't see the fourth Die Hard. I'm not going to go see the one where he's like turned himself into Vin Diesel or whatever. Live but free that's what he did in those hard. three movies. He's number two. Yes. Okay. And Dirty Harry. Dirty... Dirty is Dirty Harry too. Dirty Harry no. is, is a cop who did a great job, but I mean, you know, he's three. I see three. That's what I'm saying. Or I mean, Sheriff Buford T. Justice pursued a man from from Texarkana, Texas, all the way to Georgia, and ended up he driving like a third of a car when he got to the end. <laughs> I mean, he's not very good at his job. He's a pretty that's pretty vigilant though. I, I'm going I'm going Harry Callahan. All right, over so him. we go Harry Callahan, and then we have Sheriff Justice, and then Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane never actually got the Dukes. No, he chased them for like ten seasons. Yeah. Also, he was corrupt. He was Buford T. Buford T. Justice, not a corrupt. Uh, he was a man of the law. Roscoe P. Coltrane was under Boss Hogg's thumb. Yes. So he's fine. So that so our official rankings are Hopper, McLean, Callahan, Justice, Coltrane. What a great question. We may never top it. All right. 
Uh, Josh asks us, is State close to hiring a pitching coach, and is Walton still a candidate after getting smoked all weekend long? I would say yes and yes to that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, the Thrash Panda says, <laughs> mo- <laughs> I love some of these names. Most everyone yeah, was super yeah, I'm confident. want to ask that other question. Oh, no. God, no. Uh, <laughs> Most everyone was super confident in the hiring of Moorhead after being a top assistant nationally, but we all know that didn't quite work out as we hoped for. What is it about Arnett that gives you confidence he will likely succeed at MSU? It's a, it's a fair question. Um, for me, I would say that a, a lot of what he's done, he was thrown into a near-impossible situation, kept the recruit, recruiting class together, put together a solid staff, and now it seems to be recruiting well. It, it appears on the surface that he, he he's doing well on the off-the-field stuff. And honestly, with off-the-field stuff, that is a, a huge percentage of it. Also, Arnett was a really good defensive coordinator, and I feel like he's going to stay away from the offense. And so I think that that's, I think that's, that's, that's works into his favor. I think that he hired a good offensive coordinator who – is going to put together a scheme that Mississippi State can recruit to and currently had. That was Moorhead's problem is he wanted to run his scheme in year one and Fitzgerald just wasn't the guy for that. If if Moorhead had just made some uh, some adjustments and been more run heavy his first year and then when the, you know you, you go out and you get into the portal and you, you recruit guys that can run your system a little bit better, tried to implement more of it, he would have been more successful. He could have easily won 9-10 games his first year, but he didn't do that. So I, I don't feel like uh, Arnett is married to things the way that Moorhead was. No, I agree. And I, I get a lot of the similar vibes that I got with Dan Mullen and how mm-hmm. Arnett runs his program, his mindset on, you know, state of Mississippi, the hard mentality that they have. I, I just and, – and I think that would please – most everyone, if Mississippi State had a program similar to what they had under Dan Mullen, I mean, you would like to see a little more consistency there and a higher ceiling. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens there. But I'm just talking about, you know, the base product of the program and the philosophy of Zach Arnett. I just like, you know, what, what he brings to the table there. So, I mean, I, I feel better about, you know, with Moorhead, it was kind of like, he had a loaded roster when he got here, and you felt like he was an offensive – had the offensive mindset to make it really productive. Mm-hmm. And all he did, all he had to do was just not screw it up because the defense was in place. You had some offensive pieces. And he's – I mean, quite frankly, he screwed it up. I mean, the, the offense was, was not what it should have been, and it got worse and worse as the um, season went on. And I think that – this staff has a little different mindset than that. I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I just I just feel like Moorhead also came in, and I mean, the whole ring size thing and clear your mantle for a high – I mean, he talked a big game. Arnett hasn't done any of that. He's just been head, to the, head, head down, nose to the grindstone, all business since he got here. I like that. I think that's the way to go. All right, let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends – over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. This weekend, if you got a chance to cook out, or any night if you're cooking, beef should be the star of the show. If you're looking to make an easy, delicious, and nutritious weeknight meal for your family, making beef the number one ingredient is the way to go. Go to msbeef.org if you're looking for recipes, or if you just want to find out more information about our great beef producers here in the state of Mississippi. They do nearly a half billion dollars a year worth of agribusiness in our state. Fire up the grill, throw some steaks on there. Everybody's happy. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. It's just this simple. If you want barbecue, it's great. It's it's as good as it gets over at Two Brothers. But they got so much more than that on the menu. So you need to go and check that out. It's smoked southern soul food. It's a great place to hang out. Their patio is fantastic when the weather is nice outside. You want to go out, have a cold beer, have a great great meal. It's all right there for you in the Cotton District at Two Brothers. 
Great products, great service. Those are the things you want to find in any business. And everybody likes to promise them to you, but they only a few can deliver it. And 48 years worth of experience tells you that Advantage Business Systems is one of those places. So, if you need technology for your business, go to Advantage Business Systems. You need, a, you need, you need new computers, new information systems, you need new mailing systems, copiers, printers, whatever it is. And then if you do need service, you just call them back. And you talk to the people you've already made a relationship with. They know you. You know them. They're going to work to help you out. It's not going to be some soulless, automated call center. It's not going to be some out-of-state technician. It's all done here in the state of Mississippi. Give them a call at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Rogue and the Collegiate Collection at The Rogue. It's the best around. Father's Day, like I said, it's a few weeks away. Get Dad a great new polo from The Rogue. Awesome styles, great name brands, comfortable, good-fitting shirts, and most importantly, guys, the logos that you want. The M over S, the state script, the walking bully. If you don't want to look like a giant billboard for Adidas, The Rogue has got a shirt or a polo or a pullover for you. Don't live the three-stripe life, guys. Shop at The Rogue. If you're looking to pick up a great breakfast here in Starkville, I know the place to go. It's Dolce. Great coffee to get your day started, and then fantastic bagels like you can't get anywhere else. Not New York-style bagels. New York bagels. They're from New York. And then, of course, their breakfast sandwiches. Unique, interesting. Check them out. Great lunch as well with a, a big menu of choices on artisanal grilled cheeses. Oh, and by the way, if you just want a sweet treat, they've got you covered there, too, with the best gelato in town. It's all under one roof. It's a great place to go. 509 University Drive each morning at 7.30 a.m. That's Dolce. We got some questions from our good friend Robert St. John, who wants to ask us to rank these legendary bands. I already know who's last on your list, but here we go. Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, The Rolling Stones, Pink Floyd. I mean, I always hate to like crap on the Rolling Stones. It's just not for me. So yes, that that probably is last on the list for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Who was the other ones you said? Let me Zeppelin, the Beatles, and Pink Floyd. Well, Zeppelin's number one for me, and then the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And then Pink Floyd, and then Rolling Stones. Okay, just my preferences. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. My preferences would be Led Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Pink Floyd. The problem with Roberts, is, Roberts, a big Beatles guy. That's, big Beatles probably guy. number one. Yeah. The, the 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 problem with this is you feel like you know you're ranking somebody last, right? Yeah. These are four of the greatest musical acts of all time. Right. So it's not like it's not like the, I threw them in there with like you know, Crazy Town, and, <laughs> and put somebody behind behind Crazy Town, right? It's like the Pink Floyd being fourth on this list that might mean they're the fourth greatest band of all time. So yeah, I, you know, it's that's I don't feel you shouldn't feel too bad. All right, well, gonna... it's gotten it's gotten popular now to crap on the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are gonna a lot of people are gonna talk about how they should be last, but they the thing about the Beatles is while the music sometimes is kind of mediocre, mm-hmm. if you listen to it, you have two of the greatest songwriters of all time in one band, right? And another, I'm not super you know crazy about Ringo, but George Harrison is another incredible musician, right? So three of the greatest Ringo is an outstanding drummer though. Just, he's great. He's so great. Underrated. I'm just not. Uh, he's great. I'm just not like the biggest fan of Ringo. Right. That's the right. other three, though, I'm, I, you yeah. know, I think are great. Tremendous. And, and the influence that they've had on music cannot mm-hmm. be understated. I know how to get Robert upset. I don't know. Have you ever heard my hot take on the Beatles? Are, are you a um, like that? Uh, Paul is not. No, that's no. not really Paul. No, I'm no, no, no. That, okay. I'm not. A, my You're not conspiracy theorists. No, 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 no. Like, early Beatles are a boy band. Oh, they are a boy band. Yeah, they're for like, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about in the same grouping with like, In Sync, 
the back. No, they are. Boys. And I mean, the Jackson Five, the Jackson Five are a boy band too. Like, I want to hold your hand is a boy yeah. band song. Wore the same clothes, right. very poppy. Exactly. Very poppy. Now they. But what's they, crazy about them is they went through this evolution of so many different styles of music. Mm-hmm. And if you ever, if you ever watch that documentary, it's not really a documentary. It's just footage mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. Right, right. right. Uh, when they were going through their their sessions, they were playing blues. They were playing. Mm-hmm. They were playing rock they and evolved. roll. Yes, they, they they were influenced by so many different places. Right. All right. Also from Robert, who of course owns one of the best blue plate restaurants in the state. Obviously, uh, our meat in three rankings: fried chicken, chicken and dumplings, country fried steak, fried catfish, chicken. Oh, pie. Man. This is a tough question. So, I'll just go tell you who my my last place is is country fried steak. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm between that and chicken pot pie. I like country fried steak better than I like chicken fried steak because country fried steak means brown gravy. Chicken fried steak means white gravy. I don't want white gravy. I want brown gravy. Okay. Chicken pot pie is probably second to last, but I like I do like chicken pot pie. If it's done right, yeah. if it's a if it's a frozen one and still cold on the inside, oh like, no no, I want homemade chicken pot pie. It's, it's got to be the Robert real Saint John. This ain't giving us no frozen stuff. No, all right, all right. Now this this one's going to surprise you. Fried chicken is third. Mm. I love fried chicken. I love uh, fried chicken. I love fried chicken. As you know, I love fried chicken. But fried catfish number two, it's better. I love chicken and dumplings. Maybe one of my favorite things to eat. I love chicken and dumplings. That's my number one. They're good. I'm I'm gonna go fried chicken, then catfish, then chicken and dumplings. So cat chicken number one, catfish two, and chicken and dumplings three. Yes. I understand where you're coming from. I get it. Yeah. But I love chicken and dumplings. Love it. My wife. No, it's, it's solid. I mean, I also when I go to Cracker Barrel, I get chicken and dumplings, and then for my sides, I get extra dumplings. They have dumplings as a side. You can get more dumplings with your chicken and dumplings. I think chicken and dumplings is my wife's favorite entree. She loves chicken and well, like her mom's just, chicken and let's, dumplings. Let's just go to Cracker Barrel. Let's go over to Columbus one day and eat a Cracker Barrel. We'll get some chicken and dumplings. I'm good with that. I'm well. If I go to Cracker Barrel, I'm eating breakfast. That's good news. They sell it all the time. You can get it whatever. Exactly. All right. All right. Let's get back to our questions here. Uh... Colton Watson, way late in the game, Colton. What's up with that? There's uh, been like 15 questions. I know. When is that beautiful, expensive-looking mansion on the corner of Louisville Street and Highway 12 going to sell? That property has had a for sale sign since before my freshman year, and I've been graduated for a couple years now. It'll probably never sell. they they got to be asking for so much money for that property. It's got to be commercial property, too, right, at this point. Well, I mean, what would you use it for, like a bed and breakfast? Oh, I would I would knock down the mansion and build something. Oh, that's a man. That's a really nice house. It's like, a really nice house, but I mean, th- there's no way you're making money living there. You, you got I mean, unless you're just a, a multimillionaire. You're no, right. I mean, like it would have that's to be like a, a bed and breakfast. That's such a great corner. I mean, you talk about basically the busy busiest intersection in town. You got to put something there that that drives people in. It's got. It be, would have to be. It would have to be commercial. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a great place for a house. Like right. I wouldn't want my house to be sitting right there on Highway 12. Mm-hmm. So it it would have to be something like, you know, the, a lot of those old houses o- around there are commercial mm-hmm. at this point. They're businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, what what style is that? Victorian. Yeah, I what guess style so. houses? I think that's right. Those are so beautiful. Um. And they've got good bones in them. I don't. I don't know, man. It's it's obviously had. I don't know if the price tag is super high or what, but it's obviously had trouble selling. Yeah. Uh, from Colton, fiance and I are in the slow process of moving into our new house. What's the best slash worst part of making a new place into a home, excluding the lifting heavy things? The lifting heavy things is the only thing that's really bad. I hate. Lifting heavy things. I don't like to move. I don't want to do that. Well, I, it's not even the heavy things. It's the it's the little things. It's yeah. little thing. If you if you're thing. like the stuff that you're moving, like it's not 
you can't quite be like packed into a box mm-hmm. or like it can't be put into like you've got to carry it out one by one. Like yeah. that's the most annoying. Like but the little bitty stuff. things. Yeah. Yeah. Just just moving stuff in general is the worst thing about but the best it. part is, you know, you get to it's it's new, it's exciting, you know, for, for a little while there. You get to make a, a place your own. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a new place. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, now let's see what we got here. Jackson Waddle asks us, I just finished The Sopranos recently, so here are some related questions. Who are some of your favorite characters? My top three. Can't say Tony. Tony is a no. Oh, because well, Tony's, I mean, Tony's number one for everybody. He's number one for everybody. Everybody loves Tony. Paulie. Yes. Furio. Yes. And then if I had to pick a third... I love because he's just so dumb. Little Carmine. Yeah. Little Carmine. The everything he says is like it's just hilarious to me. So I tell you though, Tony might be one of the great characters. Oh. Ever top five, top five on a TV show. characters of all time. I mean, just uh abs just absolute perfection. Mm-hmm. An absolute and, um, violent psychopath, sociopath, selfish, worthless person that we all cheered for. Yeah, we all wanted him to succeed. Sleeps in to like two p.m. Yeah. Just completely stays out you know, all night. Worthless on his wife. Yeah, worthless piece of crap. But if you, when it came down to it, man, mm-hmm. he was getting stuff done. That's right. And there was there was not a moment in that show where I hated Tony Soprano. Like I was just. Mm-hmm. I just loved him. Like mm-hmm. just a just an incredible job. Yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. It's a shame that we lost him. Yeah. As early as we did. Um, favorite moments from the show. There's so oh. many. Uh Tony beat Tony beating up Ralph outside the bada bing. Oh, after Tracy. after he murdered a hey, hey, woman. Uh, did you want to say it? A whore? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was just so... Dis- it was a whore. When he kills him, that it just I just felt right. I was, yeah. When they got him in the Over tub, the horse. Yeah. You cooked that horse! When they got him in the tub and Chrissy pulls his head and then the wig comes off, I laugh every time. <laughs> like, Whoa! And, and Tony's just chuckling. He's like, of course I knew. Uh, also, another, another Ralph... Uh, uh, moment when uh when he when the, makes the joke about Jenny Sack, that whole story oh line. that that is my favorite that is that's my that's favorite my great storyline it's so funny. oh my gosh I thought uh, you were on the Atkins <laughs> just got that box full of Skittles and <laughs> Snickers bars and stuff he just left the house and she went straight to the laundry straight room to the in the basement I mean like it's not. <laughs> It's so good that that whole story. But you were on the Atkins. It, it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> when Jackie Junior ripping off the card game and Chris and Furio are in there, and like just how bad that went for them. Of course, he ends up dead. But number one for me, maybe the most shocking moment of television in the uh, Robbie. You know what it is in the history of the world is Vito's head popping up out of that car, and I was just like, I remember, <laughs> I audibly, audibly yelled. My wife and I were just like, (gasps) (laughs) and if that was loud in your speakers, I'm sorry. But imagine what it was like in real life when I saw Vito's head pop up. I was like, you have, you have got to be kidding me. I I would never in a million years, like if at that moment they had frozen the TV and said, guess whose head's about to pop up. (laughs) Vito might've been the last choice. The, I, I can't get out of my head either. The when he's in the club and he's, oh, he's doing this, he turns around. He's wearing the chaps and all. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> the whole Johnny Cakes thing. Uh, I oh. think it, it stuck with me through the years is the scene where Vito is outside working at the farm, and he's like, "Don't look at your watch," and he's trying to figure out what time it is, and he thinks it's like noon. And he looks down and it's 9.45. I can't tell you how many times at Papa John's. I may, I mean, I trained myself not to look at the clock. Oh, yeah. Because you would it goes be working by, it goes working by way like, quicker. It's got to be like 8 o'clock, 8.30, and you look and it's like 6.15. You're like, oh, yeah. oh, no. 
Yeah, you you just right. you can't look at the time, man. You just yeah. let the you let everything come to you. Yeah. It goes back it goes by a lot quicker that way. One of the questions here is can a show that aired 10 to 15 years ago be spoiled? No, it can't at this point. Whose death made you the saddest? Uh Probably Bobby. That's the day, the correct answer, I think. He just wanted to play with his trains. He was just at the train store. He couldn't have been happier. He, he was going to go home and play with his trains, and he gets taken out. I mean, yeah, that was just that. That to me was. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Who who's death made play. you the happiest? Is the the better question? Ralphie. Is it Ralph? I don't know. It's either Ralph or uh, Richie April. It's either Ralph or Richie. Richie it's April's Richie. death. Again, I'd like you watch the whole episode. And you're like, all right, Tony's going to clip him, and then Janice gets him, and you're like, Ooh. yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah, yeah, it's just like you, yeah, that kind of escalated pretty quickly. I wasn't yeah, expecting right. that at all. That was you don't put your hands on a soprano woman; she'll t- she'll take you out. One of my favorite scenes is afterwards when uh, Janice is about to get on the bus, and she's like, "What did you do with him?" And Tony's like, "We buried him under a tree." <laughs> By a little brook facing the sun. She's like, really? He's like, no. <laughs> Be a it's long like we, time for you need thinking of Satriales again. It's like we we cut off we cut off every bit of his body parts <laughs> and just shipped them to different parts of the country. <laughs> All right. I love the Sopranos. I'll be happy to do those any day. I've never seen this show, Mom. I, I swear I've never watched this show ah. in my life. Yeah, All right. The Crystal Method asked us to predict the 2023 SEC football standings in the order of which who can fight wrestle the best. <laughs> so, like, what are we doing this off the coaches? Or, like, do we look at the team? Predict the 2023 football standings in order of which could fight and wrestle the best. I think it's the coaches. Okay. Pittman, Arkansas's winning the uh, the SEC West. Really? Pittman? Yes. Over Arnett. Arnett's going to finish second. Pittman is a is a big big dude, man. I think. Yeah, but you got to think about. I mean, think about when you're grappling someone, you're mm-hmm. wrestling some. The energy spent. I, I get what that's, you're saying. I'm just saying in a, in a, in a big versus small fight, it's not going to take a that's lot. That's what I always go to though. Like you have to have some conditioning. Yeah, like I've seen some big people fight, and they last like a couple of minutes, and then the other person really kind of turns it on them. Yeah, because they just don't have it. The it's it, 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 if, if Pittman gets a quick knockout, but if they get into a cardio battle, then Arnett would win. He's gonna have to like he's gonna have to get a guy on the ground quick. But I think he could get on top. Of him. I think he could. He's gonna have to get on top of him. Yeah, I, I know. How but if somebody gets fight. his leg, but if, if Arnett gets his legs out from yeah. under him, he's done. I mean, I just not gonna I'm just I'm taking Pittman and then Arnett. <sighs> I, you know, Pittman twenty years ago, definitely. Oh yeah. Now I just don't. I think he's Kelly's what is he in his sixties? I think Brian Kelly's third because he's a crazy person. I don't know. He's he would blow a gasket and start throwing hands. He does. He does have a temper. All right. Saban fourth, Alabama fourth. He's got crazy old man strength. I can feel it. Yeah, he, he probably still exercises a good bit. Jimbo and the A&M is fifth. I mean, he's still a redneck. And then yeah. I'm going to go Ole Miss and then Auburn. Yes, Kiffin, Kiffin's definitely pretty Kiffin's, boy. Kiffin's a pretty boy. And and Freeze, no chance. No chance. Oh, no, he's last. All right. Freeze, Freeze and uh, Eli Drinkwitz can, can duke it out for last place in the SEC. Well, oh, oh, he did the SEC. I just did the West. Okay. Well, I'm just going to do the West. I, it's too much. I'm not doing 14 teams. Yeah, them, them two can duke it out. The yeah. I will say in the place. East, if you made me pick, it would be between Stoops and uh, and Napier. Napier's got to be up there. Yeah. Yeah. Smart's a former SEC football player, though. Smart uh, would be up there, too. Yeah. What's He'd let you out back in the day. Yeah. What's worse, Gene's page when recruiting is slow or a leg infection? Tight, tight call. I'm probably going to go with the message board over that. The message board is well. That, you think the message board is worse? Uh, no, I, th- I think the leg inf- infection would be worse. I don't think it's the recruiting is slow. It's the right now. What's worse about Gene's page is the 
how dare Chris Lamonis do anything other than concentrate on baseball? So far, with fact- Chris Lamonis has gotten people have gotten mad about him for playing golf and now being on vacation. I mean, say what you want to about Chris Lamonis. He's still afforded time to do stuff. He's a person. And he's like, do you do you want to do your do you want to do your job nonstop for 365 days? How much better is he going to be if he had no vacation? I I think his job would be significantly worse if he's doing nothing but baseball right. all day every You're day. Burned out. Yeah, you, you, he's got to get a break. And I mean, secondly, it's just it's so weird for it people is. to be spying on this guy or whatever and running to the message board talking about it. If you've got a problem about it, why don't you go up to him and tell him? Yeah, that you don't like, think he what should be. What the hell are you doing here? You should be at home doing this. Like, go do it. He's right there. Yeah, don't 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 go demand him to stay away from mm. vacationing Ridiculous. at 30A or whatever. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. On the message board under your message board name, go tell him in person. Yeah. Cameron Worm asks us to please rank the regions in Mississippi from of your order from favorite to least favorite. My favorite's going to be the Delta cuz you know, I'm from that area. And then just a little, it's a, it's a little flat for me. Wow! Well, don't worry, I it's got the kind of, I got the hills, baby. I got the curves. <laughs> I, I bring the curves to the delta. It's just a little boring, like that. It's just like the landscape. So, like kinda... the landscape is boring, but the cities in it are interesting: Vicksburg, Greenville, Greenwood, Cleveland, Clarksdale. You know, the history of it, yeah, is, the, is the best. There. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Delta Coast. Pine Belt. What is this area? What we're in right here that we live North in? Mississippi. Uh, well, I would say North Central Mississippi, and then I would Central go- Mississippi is Central Mississippi is a little below us. Yeah, but, but I don't know where to call this area. Like uh, we're, we're North Triangle. We're, north. Maybe. Golden we're, Triangle. we're like the we're like the bottom half of North Mississippi. All right. Well, I was going to split North Mississippi like. I like Northwest Mississippi. I like the South Haven, Horn Lake area getting into the Northeast Mississippi. There's not a lot going on, you know, Corinth no. and, and all that. I mean, I, I, it's fine area. People, people are nice, but it's, it, and then I would say Southwest Mississippi at that point, you're in, you're almost in Louisiana. You're, you're, that's yeah. you know, Na- Natchez, never liked Natchez. Like Natchez Central. So Macomb. So, Macomb. I got some friends down in Magnolia. Shout out to Brooks Carr if you're listening, but, uh, yeah, Southwest Mississippi. Yeah. I mean, my favorite is where I'm at. Yeah. Wherever that may be. And mm-hmm. for most of my life has been in this area. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so, so. Uh, not a big coast guy. I, I don't like the beach. I don't like. So the I beach, mean, the beach is the worst part of the coast. Yeah. But like the restaurants and the bars and the, and the casinos down there, you can have, you can't not have a great. You need to have you been to Ocean Springs lately? No. You need to go to Ocean Springs. It's like a college town. They got a whole street full of bars and restaurants. You just walk around having a great time. It's fantastic. I'm telling you, take take Becky. Y'all have a little weekend on the coast. You, you'll thank me. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Doctor Tim Watley, T- DDS. He's got a bunch of. Uh, Comparisons between this 2018 team and the 2023 team. He wants to know what the difference is. I don't want to go through all the comparisons, but you you know what they are. The difference is simple, though. The 2018 team was elite, elite defensively. Because he's asking why is the 2018 team predicted high and the 2023 team not. The difference is that everybody knew that defense was going to carry that team. I, I've said it before. That team went eight and five. That was the floor. They literally could not have lost another game when you look yeah. at their schedule that year. They underachieved to the absolute maximum because of how poorly they were coached offensively. Defensively, that team was elite. This defense, I think it's they had three first-round picks. Yeah, and, well, they had three first-round picks. But on top of all that, I mean, look at look at the non-first-round picks on that team. Gary Green, Braxton Hoyette, um, uh, Errol Thompson, Mark McLaurin, Cam Dantzler, um, Maurice Switherman. These are good to great college football players. Maurice Switherman led the SEC in interceptions as a junior. Gary Green was drafted in the NFL. Braxton Hoyette has played in the NFL. Errol Thompson was a three-year starter and an all-SEC player. Um, 
Dantzler was a third-round pick. I mean, these, these they, they had so much depth on top of all that. I mean, this Kobe team, Jones. I think Kobe, Kobe Jones, Jones is, on is, on, is on that. Willie Gay is on that team. I didn't even mention him. So yeah. you have got a ton of great players on that defense. This defense should be good, but it's not nearly as proven as that defense was. No, not at all. Um, I, think the, I think the offense is going to be better. I, I agreed. Sheldon Nations, rank these cities in the order where you would most like to be a young professional athlete. Chicago, New Orleans, Las Vegas, San Francisco. I think Vegas is one if you're a young professional athlete. going out. Oh, yeah. Incredible. I think Chicago's two, New Orleans is three, and San Fran is four. Yeah, San Fran, very – there's some very dirty parts. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's dirty in a lot of these places. Now, that said, a buddy of mine went out to San Fran this past weekend and was – he said it was incredible. Like, if you you know where you're going, you went to, you went to baseball, went to these incredible restaurants. He said it was fantastic. He also went to Oakland for a game. He said he'd never seen anything like that. He said it was like going into a stadium that where nothing was happening that day. It just the concourses, nobody in them. Oh, yeah. Just incredible. He said it was the most re- – it was re- almost unrealistic. It's crazy. Yeah. They've got to get out of there as soon as possible. Yeah. Kevin Wright, rank these peanut butter combos. Apples, bananas, chocolate, crackers, jelly. No bacon. Peanut butter and bacon is a top-tier sandwich. Oh, never had that. You should. Sounds good. Very good. Uh, peanut butter and chocolate is number one. Like a Reese's. Yeah. That's number one. Uh, and then I would go jelly. Mm-hmm. And then I would go crackers because I don't eat apples or bananas. So I'll let you take over. But it's so good with apples. You cut a fresh apple, dip it in peanut butter. Mm-hmm. That was an elite snack when I was so a was kid. Was that three for you? Um, or do you have it ahead of jelly? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, crackers are good too. I mean, nabs. Mm-hmm. Like just a good, like a pack of I mean, nabs. I just like like that's a, peanut butter on saltines. Yeah. I, I, that was my, like when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My snacks were peanut butter and crackers, like peanut butter on the saltines, or like a, a fl- freshly cut apple mm-hmm. dipped into peanut butter. That was the best. Mm-hmm. Bananas are last, but I do like b- peanut butter and banana. I like a, okay. a fried peanut butter and banana sandwich is Elvis's favorite. You know, yes, excellent. Jay in Baltimore, rank these bad to worst six month intern experiences: International Space Station, Nuclear Submarine. South Pole Station, whaling vessel in the treacherous Southern Ocean, roofer in Arizona in the summer. Roofer in Mississippi in the summer would be pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, roofer anywhere in the summer is never going to be good. But that's not I the think, worst one because I mean, that's I think just, roofer anywhere would be bad. It's bad, but it's just, it's just, uh, you're just a roofer. It's not going to be. It's not. You're not. Gonna, the chance of death at that one is less. Than any of the other ones, I think the whaler, yeah, the, the whaler the would be rough. Yeah, um, those fishing jobs not not pleasant are, are not like those. Those are some dangerous jobs, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at South Pole Station, super cold, but that's outside. You're going to be inside a heated building most of the time. Yeah. I don't think that's. I think that might be number number two of. Not as bad. Yeah, just like coming into work and leaving would be the worst yeah. part of that. So, and then the, the it might be a little boring. The worst one. So it's the last two. Basically, do you want to be underwater or above the sky? Because you're in a cramped area that you can't get out of. You can't go outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm claustrophobic. I am. I am too. But I'm also terrified of heights. So I think I'm going to go with the submarine over the space station. I, I can't imagine looking outside and seeing the earth. I would I would lose my mind. I would go completely insane. That'd be kind of cool. I, I don't think I could do it. Like, I can't even... You know that that video of the guy who jumped out of the, the satellite? And like, oh, yeah. I can't watch that, man. It drives me... It's, it makes me, gives me the heebie-jeebies. Now that, I would not want to be outside. Right. But if you're on the space oh. station, you got to figure you're going outside at some point, right? They do space. Well, yeah. If you're, I guess if you're going to like, in, mm-hmm. if you're going to fix something, or mm-hmm. I don't know. At least in the submarine, I'm just in the submarine. You know. Yeah, that works. That's how I'm, that's how we're going there. Uh, Playballer DC for the rumblings. Who is your favorite home run hitter in all of MSU history, and do you remember a specific one that he hit? 
Who's yours? Brent Rooker. Okay. Got one that stands out? Um, one of the three that he hit against Kentucky in that crazy game. Uh, I think it was Super Bulldog weekend, 17. And he was just launching them, man. Yeah. I mean, there's there a video of one he hit where Andy Canizero, when it left the bat, just grabs Gary Henderson and starts shaking him. Yeah. That was, I think that was his third one. Rooker, for me, the one that I remember, was a game that they lost, but he put one way over the lounge against Arizona. I think it went over the bathroom out yeah, there. Yeah, that's the game where Cohen pulled him for oh, inexplicably, and they end up losing that game. Um, my favorite home run hitter is Richard Lee, but there's not really one that stands out for me, you know. And and obviously a different time of baseball. I really only saw his home games. Um, so so if I had to pick the most memorable home run I've seen live in person, it's probably. McNamee's home run against Stanford. That was just a, a yes. crazy moment uh, at the stadium. So I'll go with that. Well, if if I'm picking the like home run that's not one of the people, it would be McNamee and and, and Tallahassee. I agree with that, but I wasn't there. That's why I was I was going to stick with one. Yeah. I, I was I actually saw. Well, I thought he was saying that that the person hit. So yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I saw I saw all of McNamee's big home runs that year. I saw in the postseason. I saw that one. Um, well, it wasn't the same year. Nineteen was a different year, but I saw that one too. But that one in the Vanderbilt walk off. I was at both of those. Oh wow! So there you go. Yeah. Uh, what's the next question here? Double A, Andy Atkinson. Rank these things wrestling fans do at televised shows from bad to worse. What? Sing along with Judas or This Is Awesome chant overuse. I want to throw in You Deserve It with This Is Awesome. I can't yeah. say that You Deserve It chant. I hate You Deserve It and I hate You This Is Awesome. And I hate what? And I hate Ju- look, Judas. Judas is, is cool, fun. But he's a heel. Yeah. Not so, so all of these are equally bad is what we're trying to say. I, I do like Judas, but... The cheer, the cheers, and like, just like you know, the little like nerdy, like I'm not saying I'm not a nerd too, but like the little nerdy like yeah. guys that you know are trying to be cool and get themselves over in the crowd. I just like it just annoys me. All right. Also from Andy Atkinson, and by the way, Andy, you can uh, go straight to hell for this question. Uh, rank these songs that were released 33 years ago. Boys, one by years old. Bell, Biv, DeVoe, Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice, Hold On by Wilson Phillips, uh, You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer, Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. Uh, first off, 33 years ago, just, just why? Why did you have to do that? You could have just said rank these songs that were released the same year. You didn't have to say it. Garth is one. Mm-hmm. I think You Can't Touch This is two. I prefer Hold On. Oh, to I, no, I, I agree. I like Hold On better. But in terms of what the song means, like in terms of history, popularity, oh, yeah. You oh, well, that changed everything. Then I thought I'm this was just our favorites. Uh, so I'm looking at it in terms of what is the greatest song. Well, I don't think that was the. I don't think it, he just wants you to rank things. Okay, like, well, you rank them your way. I'll rank them mine. I'm going to go. This, I'll tell you, here's my top five. Friends in low places, you can't touch this. Poison, hold on. Ice Ice Baby. Okay. Um, I would do Friends, Hold On, Ice Ice Baby, uh, Can't Touch This, then Poison. Okay. Uh, are you are you are you a little too busy there? I mean my my phone is blowing up here. Uh Brad Baxter has our next question. Do you think the NCAA will ever change the college baseball regional format? I mean, I don't think so. What's wrong with it? I think it's a good format. Yeah, I don't see any issues with it currently. Maybe, maybe the selection process changed a little bit, but the format's great. Yeah. I like it how it is. Uh, also, what's your go-to hibachi or sushi order? Sushi is, uh, I want to get from the nigiri, I want to get uh, salmon, tuna, yellowtail, I want a spicy tuna roll. 
and I want a rainbow roll. That's 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 Brian's sushi order. Hibachi, I'm going steak and shrimp. I'm just steak and rice. Uh, I don't I don't eat sushi, so well, but go. I'm a steak and rice hibachi guy. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Bolware, didn't he ask us the first question? I, mm, I can't remember. All right, so you're only getting one of your questions here, Hunter. If your life depended solely on operating a forklift, a Tratco, or a bulldozer, is Tratco supposed to be tractor? I don't know. Or a bulldozer, which are you choosing and how good would you be? I'm going bulldozer because I can just go forward. I don't have to worry about anything else except going forward. If your life depended solely on operate, um, probably going to go with the Tratco. Okay. What is a Tratco? Uh, well, it's it's uh, is it not a Tratco? Is he talking about like a backhoe? A track? I've never heard of a Tratco. I think I think he's talking about a Tratco, which has like a. It has like a scoop. Or is in the he front. just trying to say tractor? No, he's Did he's talking about a track hoe. Okay, it's a track hoe, which is, I believe, is track H O E, mm-hmm. and basically it's like it's it digs. So you sit up in the in the bucket. I thought that was called a backhoe. Uh, no, because I, I, this is it's tr- it's a track hoe, and basically it's got a scoop on the front. Right. Or a, I don't even know if you would call it a scoop, uh, but it's got like the claws on it and it digs. Okay, so yeah, track hoe. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got you. I see what it is. Okay. Unless unless there's a completely different form of equipment that I've never heard of, that's mm-hmm. a track hoe, mm-hmm. like co. Yeah, I think he, I think he just messed that up. No big deal. But it would probably be like that. Would probably be my. I don't know. Forklift might be easier. Nah, because now I gotta I gotta operate the thing and not break. No, bulldozer. Yeah, but it's just like one like. But it's just you know the thing goes up and down. But and you got to get it forward. under the pallet and then everything. I'm telling you, you don't want any part of that. Well, all right. All three to me have been uh, a challenge at times. Yeah. Last question of today from Rob Hadaway. Is it time for Mississippi State to take the lead in college athletics and form a partnership with the Saudis? Let's get that oil money rolling in. I'll broker the deal. I don't know the story here because I don't follow golf. All you need to know is that some people decided they can make more money doing something they said they would never do, so they did it. Okay. It is as simple as that. So. Oh, well. All right. Tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about the Egg Bowl. It's Egg Bowl Day on the show. We're going to do opponent previews. Michael Borky will join me uh, tomorrow uh, to, to preview that game, and then Robbie and I will talk about the Egg Bowl as well, plus some more football stuff stuff to come. Uh, later this week, I'm going to be talking to Ari Wasserman from The Athletic, talk some college football with him. Uh, plus, we may have some more stuff uh, between now and then. And don't forget, on Thursday, Robbie and I will be live at Little Dewey at 11.30 a.m., for a live Thunder and Lightning. Zach Selman is going to join us. Uh, plenty to talk about. It'll be a lot of fun as we begin the Thunder and Lightning Catfish Tour. Guys, have a great Wednesday. Back with you on Thursday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.